Hallelujah. We're still on our series on the Christian family. Now, we said that the first thing about a successful marriage or Christian family is that the Word of God must be first place and final authority in our lives. Where the Word of God is not regarded, God is not regarded, and things will not work. Number two is that our lives, our family, the way we reason as Christians are what directs our, um, what, what motivates us should be the fact that we want Jesus exalted and that the kingdom of God should advance upon the earth, the forerunners of the gospel. We want God's will to be done in the earth as it's done in heaven. That should be in our hearts. Number three was the fact that we said that there should be love in the home. Amen. The husband is commanded first to love his wife. And we said that love is deliberate. It's a choice. Love is not a feeling. I've said it, if I've said it a uh, hundred times or a thousand times, it's not enough. Because everybody has to say it and believe it. God does not require us. There's no way in the word of God. He requires us to fall in love before we marry. But there is a requirement to love whom we marry. Number four, be willing to acknowledge and ask for forgiveness when you are wrong. It's unreasonable behavior. When you do something wrong to people and then, you know, you don't want to say you're sorry, you rub their backs, maybe the wife should cook your best meal and all of that. That's fine, but that's not the issue. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. But he that confesseth and forsaketh it shall have mercy, the Bible says. Be reasonable. Be Number five, be humble and be mutually submitted to the word of God. That's what the Bible is talking about in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, be submitted one to another in the fear of God. That thing is submitting to God's word. That everybody should be subject to the word of God, regardless of who it's coming from. Number six, the Christian family should identify a local assembly of believers where they'll be fellowshipping regularly and be submitted to the spiritual authority there as ordained by God. Hallelujah. So that when you have any situation, you can go for counseling. And when you go, they will tell you what God's word says, which is God speaking to you. No, the word of God is God speaking to us. The written word of God is the primary place where God speaks to his children. The wife must understand what God's word says, which is that the husband is head over his own wife. He's in authority. She must not read it to mean that he's, in he's superior to her. God never said that the man is superior to the woman. It's not anywhere in the scriptures. He only said that the man is in authority.
because they're made of the same substance. Now, number eight is that the husband should love his wife and seek to honor her, honor her according to God's word. The Bible says that he should honor his wife as a weaker vessel. We, why should you honor your wife? What is that? Don't treat her wrongly. Treat her nicely, especially because of all the things that your wife does. Handle the extended family in truth with respect, sincerity, love, knowledge, and wisdom according to the word of God. Treat your in-laws with respect. Your father-in-law like your own father. Your mother-in-law like your own mom. Number 12 is the fact that there should be communication in the home. There should be, you should, you should make sure that what you're trying to communicate was what was received. Amen? And that, so that you're not misunderstood. A lot of times, people get misunderstood and they don't go back to find out what it was that was said. Somebody assumes something and walks away with it. And it's not true. Praise the Lord. Especially text messages. You know, text messages, maybe people who know how to use emojis well may be able to communicate better. You know, there are things that the body language of a person will say to let you know they were not trying to be insulted. They were not trying to be insulting when they were talking to you that a text message might not communicate. And sometimes people are on their way and they just send a text message and then autocorrect will finish the job. Stay in communication. Hallelujah. Keep communicating with your spouse or whoever your family and let everybody be comfortable. Let everybody be on the same page concerning anything. And as you're raising your children, Teach them the ways of the Lord. Teach them why you take the decisions you take if your decisions are coming from God. Tell them, this is what I am doing. This is why I'm doing it. We are having communion at home. This is why we're doing it. Amen. All right, let's have Bible study. This is why we're doing it. Hallelujah. Then you begin to line up your thoughts. Both of you, your whole family will begin to become of the same mind. Because you're thinking the same way. Because of time that you're spending together. Hallelujah. And we said that you should avoid subtle insults in your communication. Don't insult your spouse. Whether the man to his wife or the wife to the husband. And say, see, you were joking. All right. Those are jesting that are not convenient. Amen. Let's not say those things. Avoid unnecessary familiarity and flirting with people of opposite sex. I use the word flirting because people uh, don't want to call it that. But that's what it is. Number 13 is the fact that you should build strong finances by doing things according to the will of God. That is the word of God and the leading of God's spirit. You achieve this by lining up with covenant details. You should tithe, give offering, have a positive confession concerning the word of God and pray about your prosperity. There's nothing wrong with you praying that you prosper. The Bible says to us 
in 3 John verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So we should pray about our prosperity. I know some people don't believe in that, but it's clear for everybody to see. We should walk towards it. Do investments according to, with knowledge and understanding. Get as much information as you can before you start making any investment decisions. Ask, you know, people who are in that line of business, uh, people who know about it. Don't be too proud to ask people to teach you something you don't know. Amen? So that you can do the right thing. Don't go and buy a property with common sense only. Hallelujah. You might do the wrong thing. Amen? Don't sign a contract just by common sense. You see a word, you're not quite sure what it means, ask questions. And ask those questions in writing because they can deny they told you anything. The world are funny when it comes to some things. Number 14 is the fact that you should share assignments, considering each other's abilities, gaining from each other's strengths. If the man is good with money, let him manage the money. If he's not so good with money, though he makes a lot of money, and his wife is good with money, he should allow her manage it. Praise the Lord. So, and vice versa. Praise the Lord Jesus. Both of them working together makes something beautiful. Amen? And 15 was said, be reserved in your interaction with others of opposite sex. This demonstrates that you have respect for your spouse. You are honoring them. Second Kings chapter 4. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive this is an holy man of God, which passed by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, and pray. I pray thee on the wall. Let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and stool, and candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on the day that he came thither, and he turned into, this, into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. Now, this is the first thing that you see. She stood before him, right? If you stop there, you won't get the full picture. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care, what is to be done for thee. Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is it to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she had, her, she had no child. And her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. Hello? When he had called her, she stood in the door. The next verse. And he said about this season, according to the time of life, 
thou shalt embrace his son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. She could have entered the room and shut the door. It's her house. But the Bible records, there's nothing in scripture that is there by chance. The Bible says she stood by the door. You can be familiar with people, especially when you're dealing with people of opposite sex, that you conduct yourself a certain way. Is godliness. Amen? It's godliness. It's godliness. Praise the Lord Jesus. There should be mutual sexual satisfaction. Seek to satisfy each other sexually and not deprive each other. This is wrong and unproductive or even counterproductive in a marriage. First Corinthians chapter 7. Let's read it. Let's go through it. He said, now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and the wife also to, to the husband. The wife hath not power, excuse me, authority of her own body, but the husband. Likewise also the husband had not power of his own body but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other. The Bible calls it defrauding. Like you're maltreating the person. Defraud ye not one the other except it be with consent for a time. That you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. And come together again that Satan tempt you not for your lack of self-control. That's what incontinency is. Don't set up your spouse. Then the apostle says something that I'm going to explain. But I speak this by permission and not of commandment. For I would that all men were even as I myself. But every man had his proper gift of God. One after this manner, another after that. Praise the Lord Jesus. When he says he does not say this, that he's speaking this by permission, not of commandment, He's not saying that the things he has stated here, he stated here, are not a commandment. He's saying that he's not saying that he's not commanding that everybody must marry. That's what the apostle Paul was talking about. I'm not, he's not commanding that everybody must marry. Because why did we say, am I just bringing it from my head? No. He says, for I would that all men were even as I myself. So the permission he's using is that this rule applies to married people. If you don't marry, you have not sinned. You're not command, it's not a command that you must marry. But if you must marry, these are the rules. But he's saying that he would, he desires that all men are like himself. He was unmarried. Then he now makes it clear that but every man has his proper gift of the Lord. God has given every man his proper gift. If you are, don't try to leave, the, the, be celibate when you have sexual desires that should be met. Don't go and wear, you know, and that is why it is wrong what is happening among some sects of believers who all their priests and, you know, preachers 
are supposed to be celibate. That's not the commandment of the Lord. That is man-made commandment. And that is why it's a doctrine of devils. And that's why you see that there are issues coming from there. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now these things we're talking about has to do with when um, it's for believers in Christ Jesus. Are, the things we're sharing are people who have been regenerated, born again in Christ Jesus are the people we're talking to. Finally, brethren, avoid long-distant relationships. Marriages. A marriage was not designed for the husband to be in Tangaika and the wife in Miami. It was not designed to work like that. I'll say it again. Marriage was not a long-distance proposition. When God started it, that was not what he had in mind. That is why you will not find it in scriptures. There is no scripture where you will find it. The apostle Paul said, let them that are married be as though they were not married. Does not mean <laughs> your husband should be in Russia and you <laughs> in Miami here for years. It destroys marriages. Genesis 2, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which God, the Lord God had taken from man, he made a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. The word the translated uh, cleave here means to cling to, to join with, to stay with. It's like when you stick two things together with a glue. So how is the husband going to be sticking with his wife when he's in Tangaika and the wife is here and 10 years have come and gone? You're going to put each other under a lot of pressure. It is better not to marry than to do that. Oh, he's going on a trip somewhere. No. It's a good job. It's a good job. It's a good job. Good jobs have killed many things. People's Christian lives have gone because of good jobs. It's a, it's a, it's a well-paying job. It's different from it's a good job. Good is determined by God. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Am I not an apostle, the apostle Paul speaking? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? And not ye my walk in the Lord? If I be an apostle, if I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Mine answer to them that do 
examine me is this. Have I not power to eat and to drink? Have I not power? Praise the Lord. That means, do I not have authority to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, as the brethren of the Lord, and save us? What is he saying? He's saying that all the apostles he knows, including James, John, Peter, and all of that, as many of them as were married. Okay, John was not married. But as many of them that were married, they were leading about their wives. They didn't leave their wife in Jerusalem while they were going all over the place. If you have better scriptures, I want to hear. But from the word, the Bible tells us, you can't build a doctrine around one scripture. The Bible says at the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. You can't say because the Bible says that um, let them that be married be as though they're not married. That's just one scripture. I've shown you many, many scriptures. I've shown you a couple of scriptures right now. We, you don't invent a pattern. You stick with what God has said. 